Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I share how my strange and twisted horsemanship journey has inspired me to create the Horsewise Scholars Program. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Hi everyone, welcome to the Horsewise Podcast. I'm Lynn Reardon, I'm the host and the head coach at Horsewise. Today I'd like to talk to you about a really cool and exciting new service that we're putting together here at Horsewise and how it relates to really my history in learning horsemanship. So many of you may know that I started out as an adult beginner way back in the day. I'd always loved horses as a kid. I was one of those horse crazy suburban kids, but I grew up in the Washington DC area, which was pretty expensive area if you wanted to ride horses. And my parents couldn't really afford to give me regular riding lessons. So I was the kid that every time a pony came into the neighborhood, like a pony ride, I was all in. I was the kid who kept coming back, begging my parents for those extra dollars so I could go ride that pony again and again and again. There's a great photo of me from when I'm about eight years old. I lived in an apartment complex with my family and this local guy brought a little Palomino pony in a horse trailer and he was leading the pony around the neighborhood streets in the apartment complex and like a bunch of us kids were just going nuts for it, you know? So there's a photo of me on this pony, just so blissful, right? And no idea how to ride. I didn't have any kind of a family history. I was the only person in my family who was interested in horses. And I kind of subsumed that for many years. And then as I became an adult and I got my first full-time job and was making a little bit of money, I immediately started taking group riding lessons. And if you've ever been in that situation where you were a kid who just loved horses and then you finally get to ride as an adult, you know how big that disconnect can be between that fantasy you had as a kid and then kind of the reality of trying to learn how to ride as an adult. Nothing quite seems as smooth or as easy as you thought it would be. And in some ways, it can be more intimidating to learn to ride as an adult, right? Because we, of course, by the time we're adults, we've actually developed maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe healthy fears of large animals that could kind of buck us off. But also we've lost some of maybe our childlike, you know, sort of wonder and also boldness. So we tend to maybe overthink things, maybe feel a little bit self-conscious as adults when we learn new things, especially new things involving large animals. So it really should have stopped there. I should have taken a few riding lessons and then put it aside as, okay, I've checked that box and I've actually fulfilled that childhood fantasy of kind of sort of learning how to ride. But what happened with me was kind of interesting. It just kept getting stronger and stronger. So I progressed from group riding lessons to working off lessons by cleaning out stalls at boarding barns and also helping out at a local riding school. And this is all while I had a normal, quote, grown-up job in an office. I was a director of finance and administration for a large think tank in the Washington, D.C. area. But boy, I'd wait for five o'clock and I would just run out to the barn. And it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And the more I learned about maybe how people typically taught you how to ride horses or maybe about some of the traditional methods of training, I found myself less and less interested in that and wanting to learn more about how a horse really 
thinks about things, how a horse learns, how I could maybe connect with that horse in a better way so that I could not only ride the horse effectively, but create a sense of partnership between myself and the horse. This was not some smooth trajectory of every day I learned a little bit more and gradually got better and better. And then one day hit a crescendo where I could become a coach and a professional like I am now. No, it was pretty rocky and a little bit of a wild ride, pardon the pun, both literally and metaphorically. And I eventually changed careers. I started working with horses full time. I started running a racehorse adoption charity, even though I had no experience running a farm, didn't have much experience riding ex racehorses, and I pretty much had zero experience training none of which really got in my way, you know, for whatever reason. I guess that bold inner child was taking over, the one that couldn't stay off the Palomino pony back in the day. So as I started to do that kind of work, I realized pretty quickly that I needed to learn more. And that's where I became more and more interested in what I guess you would be calling the Dorrance School of Horsemanship, which is basically a philosophy rather than a series of techniques. And the first person that I learned this from was Ray Hunt, who was a very, I think you would say really a pioneer of this method. He learned from Tom Dorrance, and then he went and taught many clinics. I met him toward the end of his life, and he wasn't riding then, but he was still an incredibly effective clinician. And I, in all of my innocence uh, at the time, hosted a clinic with him. I rode a ex-race horse with barely 30 days under saddle in the colt starting class. And I rode a little four-year-old mare who'd retired from the track after like three whole races in the horsemanship. And that clinic essentially changed my life. So even though I was definitely not by far the best student or anything, much, much the opposite. In fact, I learned so much from watching Ray direct people and really seeing what he was doing was establishing this connection, this better way of understanding the horse that involved both mental and physical connection. And I found it just completely compelling and I wanted to learn more and I wanted to be better, if that makes sense. Not better in the sense of getting a big show score or being considered a super tough trainer. I just really wanted to do better for the horses. I wanted to understand them better. I wanted to ride them better. And in the case of the horses that were coming to our charity, I wanted to help them transition into a good career. I really wanted to understand if that makes sense to my listeners, as opposed to just have a superficial knowledge of how to maybe get by with a horse. So many, many years later, I now feel like I can share what I have learned, but I also still keep learning. So although I'm a coach and a teacher and to some extent still a trainer, because I still work with the charity horses, I also am a student. And I am always looking for horsemanship mentors. I surround myself with horsemanship mentors whose skill and experience tower over mine, where I'm just like so small compared to them. They're, they're all PhD doctorate type people, and I'm like in kindergarten. And that's how I make sure that I always am learning more so that I can be a better teacher and also so that I can be a better student of the horse. It's really about working on myself rather than trying to get the horses to do something just right. And along the way, I started this podcast and I started it selfishly. 
uh, basically to talk about some of the things that I've been working on with the horses that, you know, come to me for help and assistance, and also to interview people who know a lot more than me. So it was sort of my private way of creating my own sort of mastermind inner circle. And so with the podcast microphone, I could approach people who I may not have met in person, but I have followed their work for many years. And this has been just a huge help to me, the podcast, and it's also been a huge help to my students and my clients. And evidently, a lot of other people like it as well. We now have listeners in all 50 states and 59 countries outside the U.S., which is pretty amazing. Certainly not something that I have in any way marketed for, by the way. I'm hardly the slickest marketer, in case you haven't noticed. If you've been listening to my podcast, half the time I forget to even put my website up here. I just get so engrossed in these conversations. But I hear a lot from people who who love the podcast, and they always kind of want to learn more. They want to know more from the teachers. They have specific questions from the people I've had on as guests. They'll ask me questions about some of the stories I've shared about horses I've worked with and learned from. And this got me thinking, like, what if back in the day when I was first trying to learn more about horsemanship, I had this sense of, I didn't quite know the right things, what what those things were and who to learn from. What if I'd had the equivalent of this podcast then where I could listen to somebody sharing that knowledge? Or what if I had access to a set of really experienced people who'd kind of seen a lot of things and yet themselves were still learning? How cool would that be? It would be like having a group of mentors, fellow travelers, teachers, colleagues, students, all together learning the right things from the right people. And in a way that was maybe even at my own speed. That's what I love about podcasts is you can kind of listen when it's convenient for you, when you can concentrate. And that's when I came up with the idea for the Horsewise Scholars. So what we are starting here at Horsewise on June 1st is a membership program called Horsewise Scholars. And what it involves is a very straightforward, focused way to learn the right things, the important things from the right people, meaning people who really have a good knowledge base, who are also teachers themselves and have a lot to share. Now, one of those people is me, of course, because it's my podcast. So you've heard me share a lot of my knowledge, but it also includes the other guests on my podcast, the ones that I've learned so much from and who've been so generous with sharing what they know with the rest of us. At the same time, I know that there are so many online learning programs out there. It can be a little overwhelming. You know, you can sign up and have access to tons of videos, like a training library. You can have specific classes that you take online for horsemanship now. All of these have merit. All of these are good programs. But what I wanted to do with the Horsewise Scholars is make it simple, make it very straightforward and focused. You know, we're all kind of running around with 10,000 things on our to-do list. And I wanted to anchor it back to the podcast and also to the key things that took me so long to learn that I wish I, I could have learned first instead of last, if that makes sense. So the way that the Horsewise Scholars program would work is that each month we will pick a topic that we'll be focusing on a goal, so to speak, for the month, each month. And during that month, every week, I'll post a lesson or a series of exercises for people to follow. There'll be videos and custom tutorials. Again, it's not so much like I have a, a series of 
already made videos that I'm sort of putting up there for everyone to listen to and watch. It's more that I would customize that for each month's goal to encourage people to kind of focus on a particular skill or a particular maybe philosophical mindset to work on when dealing with your horse. For example, there's the concept of being willing to wait on your horse. What does that mean? You know, people hear that. What does that mean? Maybe one month that would be the discussion topic and we would have a goal about that. And then there would be a series of lessons and videos, just one lesson a week and one goal a month. The best part of it is that we're going to call back some of the podcast guests, each one sort of related to a monthly goal. And we'll do a form of private podcast with that particular guest that only the Horsewise Scholars can participate and listen to. So you would essentially be able to do Q&A with some of our podcast guests on a specific topic that no one else would have access to. So it's a pretty cool deal. I also have some customized tutorials that are set up around these lessons that are pretty fun that I'm doing with some of the horses I'm working with now, as well as some of the students that I work with regularly. So it's designed again to be very focused, very fun and creative, of course, and to give people sort of a special sense of of community and exchange with people, with teachers who know so much more and have kind of learned the hard way. One element I always try to bring to anybody that I'm teaching or working with is the idea that if I can save you time, you know, I had a long, very indirect, kind of difficult road to my knowledge. It's kind of hard one knowledge. And I would love to be able to save all of you like 10 years if I could. Like if you could not make some of the mistakes that I did, I would love for that to happen for you. And so joining Horsewise Scholars as a membership program is a way for me and some of my podcast guests to share that knowledge in a way that is super fun and also really straightforward to absorb, kind of on your own schedule. If this sounds interesting to you, rather than kind of give you a whole bunch of sort of marketing pitch here on the podcast, I'd like you to just go to our website, horsewisecoach.com slash scholars and check out the Fuller program. I think that you'll really find it just super fun and interesting. And also at the very least, we'll give you some ideas on how to maybe make progress with your horse on in a little bit different way than the usual lessons or the usual drills or the usual schooling sessions that you do. Now, one element that we're adding to this to make it kind of fun is that if you want to join right away, if you sign up by June 1st, you will be put into the category called founding members. And all that means is that you're the first group, the people who signed up as of June 1st. And you'll get some special benefits. You'll have some podcast sneak previews and special offers. But most importantly, the biggest special benefit is that you'll get a discount rate. Your membership will be $20 a month, and that will never change for as long as you're a member, no matter how much it goes up later, perhaps as we add to the program and as we add more and more sort of podcast guests and members. So I'd really like you to check it out. And if you have any questions or would like to learn more, always feel free to email me at horsewisecoach at iCloud.com. In case you can't tell, I'm pretty excited about this program just because again, I go back to when I was trying so hard to figure out things on my own, like this would have been such a helpful program to me. So it's personally very meaningful that I can take that, all of the, again, that hard-won knowledge and put it into a format 
where I'm sharing it with with my listeners and with my clients and students in a way that is just very accessible. Not to mention also sharing some of our podcast guests, all of whom are great people, really funny and down to earth people, so that you can learn from them in a way that you might not be able to otherwise. What's extra fun about the Horsewise Scholar Program is it doesn't matter where you live. You could live in Alaska, you could live in Texas, you could live in the Philippines, you could live in Japan or Australia. These are all countries where the Horsewise podcast has listeners. Again, 59 countries plus the United States. So there's no barrier in terms of geographic distance in joining the Scholars Program. So again, go to horsewisecoach.com slash scholars for more information and to sign up. And I'd also like to thank all of my listeners. I just am overwhelmed at how many people are listening to this podcast. And again, literally from all over the world. I never thought that would happen. And I'm so honored by people's interest in the podcast and in the stories that I share and in the people that I've interviewed. So I'd really like to thank all of you for that. And I look forward, as always, to working with you soon. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.